So how safe is sunscreen? That seems to be a big question lately. A recent study about sunscreen's absorption into our bloodstreams has many parents wondering if sunscreen is safe for our kids. So we're here with the Chief of Pediatric Dermatology at La Bonner Children's Hospital, Dr. Teresa Wright, to talk about these new findings and what is most important for parents to know. This is the Peds Pod by La Bonner Children's Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Wright, so a new study released by the Food and Drug Administration found that the active ingredients in sunscreen may soak all the way into our bloodstreams. So what is significant about this research? First of all, uh, the important thing to understand is when we talk about active ingredients in sunscreen, there are two broad categories of ingredients. And one of those is physical blockers. Those are ingredients primarily like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Those sit on the surface of the skin and reflect rays of the sun that can be harmful. And then the other class of ingredients is chemical sunscreen ingredients. And those are to some degree absorbed in to the skin and they work by absorbing UV radiation and converting that to heat, which is dispersed uh, via the skin. So this study was only looking at chemical ingredients in sunscreens. I looked at four fairly common uh, chemical ingredients and tried to answer the question of, are these chemicals being absorbed through the skin into the bloodstream and are they present in the bloodstream? And it did show some level of those ingredients within the bloodstream during the time of the study and those levels appear to increase during the few days. I think it just looked at them over about a four-day period with multiple blood samples. Um, so basically, all they were able to conclude is that it is in there. It's still not clear whether it's really a safety issue and there needs to be further studies to determine you know, whether there's any safety concerns with that. So some people may ask the question then, what's worse, sunscreen in our bloodstream or the effects of sun on our skin? Well, I think that there's a lot of evidence that the effects of sun on the skin can be dangerous. We know that excess sun exposure contributes to development of a variety of skin cancers, uh, including the most deadly form, which is melanoma. So I think that uh, in general, we should think of sunscreen as a good thing and we should all be using it. But until these questions are answered, it's really best, and particularly when we're talking about children, it's really best to just stick with products that contain physical blocking ingredients. So your active ingredient should be zinc oxide and or titanium dioxide. And if you're concerned about the possibility of adverse effects from chemical ingredients, just avoid them. It's very easy to avoid them for now. Okay, well, that's really good to know. So then let's talk about this. What is the difference between UVA and UVB rays? I think there's a lot of confusion surrounding those two. Right. So these are the two main wavelengths or forms of ultraviolet radiation that reach the Earth from the sun. And basically, the UVA rays are longer and they penetrate more deeply into the skin. For a long time, we've known that they are very important in 
photoaging effects of the skin. So that's primarily the kind of sun exposure that over time, you know, leads to sun damage, the wrinkling and sunspots that we all see as we get older. Over the last few years, it's also become apparent that UVA rays actually do contribute to increased risk of skin cancer as well. Uh, however, UVB rays, on the other hand, are shorter rays. They tend to um, cause problems in the higher uh, layers of the skin. They're the ones responsible for sunburn. I always remember that because UVB, B for burn. And they are the ones, those are the rays that are really playing the primary role in uh, increasing your risk of um, skin cancers, UVB. But they both play a role and it's important to use products that protect your skin from both those forms of UV radiation from the sun. So that's a good way to remember that. The B in UVB stands for burn. So earlier you were talking about chemical absorption and how potentially that may be bad. We don't quite know at this point. And how what you want to look for is a sunscreen that sits on top of the skin like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. So there are a lot of different sunscreens with long, long lists of ingredients. So when we're standing in the store and we're looking at the sunscreen, how do we know what is safe and what is unsafe? Right. So we've already talked about the ingredients. I would look for products that contain zinc oxide and or titanium dioxide as their um, active ingredients. And you want to look for broad spectrum coverage. I recommend an SPF, sun protection factor, minimum of 30. Many products, particularly if they're marketed for children, will be 50 or more. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends a minimum of SPF 15. But I recommend 30 because you do get somewhat more protection from UVB radiation in particular when you go from 15 to 30. Once you get above 50, you're really not getting a lot more bang for your buck. So you really don't need to go and spend a lot of money for a product that claims to have SPF 100. Um, the other thing is look for uh, water resistant. There's, there's really no such thing as waterproof sunscreen. They're all going to be somewhat... Um, susceptible to coming off with sweating and swimming. Um, so they do need to be reapplied. We recommend reapplying at least every two hours more often if you're sweating a lot or swimming. But you want to look for a product that says it is water and or sweat resistant because it will be a little bit um, better at staying on with those activities. Um, the other things to look for... I would say I typically prefer that you're using a lotion or a cream. Um, sticks can be good, especially for delicate areas like the nose or tops of the ears or the part, you know, in the hair on the scalp. But there are also questions about sprays. And I find sometimes, number one, parents may not do a good job of applying a good layer with the spray because, you know, the kid's running around or jumping around and you're not getting a good even layer with the spray. But there have also been some safety concerns about sprays and the possibility of inhalation which could irritate the airways or cause some health problems in children. So generally, I recommend avoiding sprays if possible. So that's really good advice when it comes to looking for a sunscreen. Look for an SPF with a minimum of 30, 
Look for water resistant, and then you prefer lotion or creams over spray. So let's talk amounts, because if you don't put enough on, you're not going to be protected, right? So how much should we be putting on? That's an extremely important point, because your sunscreen will only provide you with the level of protection it claims if you are using enough product. And so a good rule of thumb to remember is that an average size adult will need at least one ounce of a lotion or cream sunscreen product that's equivalent to 30 milliliters or six teaspoons of the product to adequately cover all exposed skin. So obviously you have to kind of take that and extrapolate to a smaller person's body, a child. But I think the take home is just use it generously. Don't skimp with it. If you are using it regularly, you should be going through sunscreen in the summertime. And when you're outdoors and, and, uh, and using sunscreen regularly. You shouldn't have sunscreen that expired five years ago. <laughs> you should be going through it. You should be using it. <laughs> right. Even six teaspoons mm -hmm. sounds like it might be conservative. I don't think I could cover my whole body with mm -hmm. six teaspoons, and I'm not an overly big guy. Yeah, so think of that as a minimum and just keep that in mind. So if you're not applying it generously, um, it is not going to do its job <laughs> right. and also reapply. Right. More is better. And like you said, you don't want it at the end of the season. You don't want it sitting there expiring over the winter. Use it if you've got it. Exactly. It does lose it. its effectiveness when it, when it expires, when it gets old, it does lose its effectiveness. So it is important also to make sure that your product is um, not old and not expired. So you've been giving us some really good advice on sunscreen protection. But what about sunscreen for infants? Is it harmful? Right. So for infants, it's really important, particularly for infants under six months of age, to try to keep them in the shade as much as possible. So really have them adequately covered with clothing and try to keep them shaded and out of direct sunlight. If you are in a situation where you have inadequate shade or inadequate protective clothing, it is okay to use small amounts of a physical blocker-based sunscreen. So that would mean a product containing zinc oxide or titanium dioxide as the main sunscreen ingredient. It is okay to use small amounts of that type of product on exposed areas, such as the tops of the hands, the tops of the feet, uh, the cheeks. It's okay to use small amounts but um, it's really preferable to try to shade infants as much as possible. And at what age can kids start wearing sunscreen? Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that, um, you know, limitation for infants below the age of six months. So technically after six months, you know, you have less of a concern. But again, for children of all ages, as a pediatric dermatologist, I always recommend sticking with products that contain physical blocking agents and just avoiding the products that contain the chemical blockers. I see more allergic reactions and more sensitivity to those chemical ingredients sometimes. And kids just generally have more sensitive skin and you are going to be much less likely to have a problem with a sunscreen that contains zinc oxide or titanium dioxide than the ones that contain the chemical blockers. And what about other sun safety tips? Wearing sunscreen is great, but what about protective swim clothing and covering up? That's always a good idea, right? 
Exactly. Trying to encourage children to wear a hat. I know that can be challenging, but if you start early and really set a good example by doing it yourself when you're outdoors with um, activities in the sun, then kids will usually get used to that over time and cooperate. You want a hat that preferably has a broad brim all the way around. You know, a baseball cap is better than nothing, but it doesn't shield your ears and your neck. So a hat with a broad brim all the way around. Sunglasses are important because sun contributes to damage within your eyes over time too. And then some protective clothing, and they make great swimwear, rash guards, things with long sleeves, things that are meant to really be cool because typically if you're out and you're swimming, it's it's in warmer or hotter weather, and people think if they put on something with long sleeves or pants that they're going to be overheated, but um, there's clothing that's specifically made for those activities and made of fabrics that are meant to keep you cool as well as protect you from the sun. Right. So this question seems to come up a lot. Is sunscreen more important for people with fairer skin? And why is it important for people of all ethnicities and skin tones to protect themselves from the harms of UV rays? Right. So I think it's really important for everyone to pay attention to this and for everyone to be mindful about you know, using sunscreen and not getting too much sun exposure. Definitely people with fairer skin are going to burn more easily than people with more pigment or melanin in their skin. However, the sun can still cause burns and damage even in people with darker skin. And we know that those um, effects can be cumulative and that burns, particularly in childhood, have a significant um, impact on increasing your risk for skin cancer later in life, particularly melanoma. So, you know, I tell all of my uh, patients, I tell all of their parents, even if they have tan or brown skin, even if they tend to tan easily in the summer, sometimes even with using sunscreen, these kids will get a little bit of color in the skin. But I really emphasize avoid burns at all costs, never tan deliberately, and try to limit tanning as much as you you can because tan skin is damaged skin and you know regardless of your background complexion again you know the damage from the uv rays of the sun is cumulative and everyone you know is at risk for skin cancers everyone no matter you know what the color of their skin tan skin is damaged skin that's something we Correct. all should remember so you were talking about burns let's keep talking about that for a minute because it still does happen what should we do if our methods of prevention failed is there ever a time when a child with a bad sunburn should see a doctor or a dermatologist I would say if a child has a severe burn where they have severe pain or there's visible swelling or they have blisters, fluid-filled vesicles or blisters on the skin, it would probably be best to be seen by their pediatrician or dermatologist just to have them checked and get some advice from the pediatrician, especially regarding pain relievers and things like that. Um, at home, though, if you have a more minor burn, things you can do are cool compresses, you know, cool baths. There are some over-the-counter cooling-type lotions, which can be soothing to some kids. Um, but certainly, if they're in severe pain or you see blisters, I would seek the advice of a physician. So with the recent news and questions about sunscreen safety, Dr. Wright, what's your big takeaway for parents who are worried by what they're hearing? Give us your best advice. I would say just keep in mind, we know 
that excess sun exposure is bad for us. It definitely increases your risk of skin cancers. And so there's no question that it's important to um, be vigilant about sun protection and really make it part of your daily routine, make it a habit for yourself and for your children, for the entire family. And remember that sunscreen is really just one component of an adequate sun protection regimen. You should also be mindful about being in shade whenever you can, avoiding the hours of the day where the sun is brightest, which tends to be between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So if you have a choice to do more activities before or after those times, keep that in mind. Also use sun protective clothing, wear hats and wear sunglasses and all of that in addition to sunscreen. And then when it comes to choosing a sunscreen, if you are concerned about these questions surrounding safety of chemical ingredients in sunscreens, just avoid those for now. The FDA is supposed to be coming out with a more official recommendation sometime later this year regarding those recent uh, concerns, that study that came out and those questions. And I think, you know, until then, we should just try to avoid use of the products with chemical um, blockers, particularly in children. So just look for something that has zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. Those have been around for decades. Zinc oxide is used in diaper barrier creams. It's a very safe inorganic compound. It's not absorbed into your body, and it's very effective sun protection. So we can still use sunscreen. It's just a matter of being selective about those ingredients. Well, Dr. Wright, you've given us a great prescription for sun safety. Look for zinc oxide and titanium dioxide in your sunscreen. Make sure it's at least an SPF of 30. Look for water resistant. And as you said, you prefer lotion and creams over sprays. And then wear that protective swim clothing and cover up. That's for sure. Dr. Wright, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. To learn more, all you have to do is visit labonner.org slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the Pete's Pod and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out labonner.org slash podcast to view our full podcast library. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. This is the Pete's Pod by Labonner Children's Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.